on this episode of Every Family's Got One. Telling lies. Featuring writer-storyteller Emerson Dameron. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and everyone's being cagey. And comedian-storyteller Angel Yao. I quickly determined in order to stay sane during my teenage years, I needed a radical approach with my parents. I needed to lie to them. Hi, I'm Barbara Harrell. And I'm Tony Minuto, and welcome to Every Family's Got One. Your go-to podcast for true family stories. Okay, I got a question for you, Barbara. I'm ready. Do you lie? <laughs> no. Hardly ever. Do you? No. You know what? I don't have the energy to lie. <laughs> Do what, you is, li- what does that mean? <laughs> you don't have the energy to I lie? I can't. I can't remember what I've said, oh. you know, like <laughs> oh, 15 minutes the, ago to keep up with to keep the, up the lie. To keep up the lie. Uh, right. I have no energy. I hear your exhaustion. So I can, <laughs> I can always. Lie? Well, yes, but only for your own good. You see, that's why I married you. You are so thoughtful. Oh, I'm thoughtful because of that. <laughs> for lying to you, I'm thoughtful. <laughs> Next up is a story laden with lies. Ooh, yes, I'm it's intrigued. from Emerson Dameron. Emerson's uh, performed at Story Smash, Risk, Drunkalog, Ooh, and he has lost, he, he, pretty impressive, he's lost over a dozen moth story slams. You see, that, I love his honesty. Well, you know what they say, the old saying, honesty is the best policy. I hurt my <laughs> I hurt my tooth. <laughs> now here's Emerson with Manhunt. Going on a manhunt. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and everyone's being cagey. They seem to know something you don't know, but when you ask them about it, you don't get clear answers and you're just left to soak in your disorientation. I had one of these days when I was five, living in a tiny rural town called Nebo Township, North Carolina. I was well entrenched in the kindergarten routine of going to school every day, Monday through Friday, when all of a sudden, right in the middle of the week, my mom tells me, you're not going to school today. And then she drives my little brother and me to another little town on the other side of the county to play with our friend Will at his house. Will asks, what's up? And we don't know. Turns out his school is shut down for the day, too. His mom and my mom are in the kitchen with the radio on all day, tuned to the local AM station, pacing around, smiling at us, but looking nervous, making phone calls, but not telling us what's going on. Any news? No? So we make up games to play, trying to stave off the boredom and the weirdness, and trying to believe the grown-ups when they keep telling us that nothing weird is going on, even though it feels like something definitely is. The next day at school... I learned from my teacher what really happened. Two escaped convicts were running around in McDowell County, North Carolina, and our whole town had to be evacuated. And I've since come to learn that my family may have had something to do with it. My aunt's mom, Bonnie, was living in Tennessee at the time and was doing volunteer work at a prison in her town. She struck up a relationship with a prisoner named Freeman, a name that turned out to be ironic. Freeman and Bonnie became close. Bonnie had planned to come stay with my family for Christmas that year, and she told Freeman about it and gave him my family's phone number and address just in case he wanted to reach out to her for whatever reason during that time. 
Then Freeman and another guy escaped from prison. They murdered a man, stole his car, and drove east down Interstate 40 toward North Carolina. They got pulled over by a highway patrol officer, and they murdered him too. That's when Bonnie called my parents and told them that Freeman might have our home address. She is a giver. She helps people. My dad called the cops and told them what was going on and said that he didn't really think these guys would try to find us. And then the convict's stolen car was found abandoned in Nebo Township on the train tracks that were right down the hill, visible from the playground of Nebo Elementary School. That's when the manhunt started. While my brother and Will and I were playing games, the escaped convicts had gone their separate ways in Marion, which is the major metro in McDowell County, and ended up in a neighborhood called Stumptown, which is locally known to be full of violent rednecks. While my mom and Will's mom were pacing around in the kitchen, listening to the local radio station, Freeman was breaking into a home that was occupied by someone's grandmother who promptly had a heart attack and died. He allowed her family to call 911, which turned out to be a strategic misfire as the house was then immediately surrounded by cops. All right, come out with your hands up. Freeman said, I'll die before I go back to prison, which he did. As he started shooting, one of the cops shot him through the heart and he dropped dead. Meanwhile, Freeman's accomplice was breaking into the home of an insane Vietnam veteran, a guy who used to be a tail gunner and had an armory in his living room. When the escaped convict broke in, the homeowner was sitting there cleaning one of his guns. The convict put up his hands and said, don't shoot. Don't shoot. And the tail gunner shot him dead. So the moral of the story is that sometimes when you're having a weird day and you think there must be something weird going on, You're absolutely correct. There was something definitely weird going on over there. Oh, yes, something Mm -hmm. weird. And there's something weird going on over here because I'm saying weird as in nutty. (laughs) And there's nothing nuttier than the Hickory Farm sweet and salty nut sampler, Tony. Yes. From colossal cashews to glazed almonds, we've got your nuts covered. Hey, want to win your own Hickory Farms nut box? I do. Just send an email to everyfamiliesgotone at gmail.com. That's mm-hmm. everyfamiliesgotone at gmail.com. Remember to put nut box in the subject line. You'll be automatically entered to win. And we'll announce our winner at the end of season two. Hooray! Good luck. Good luck. Who's up next, Barbara? Uh, Angel Yao. Angel's comedy career began in high school when she ran for student council. Nothing funnier than student <laughs> council. There is nothing funnier than student council. Yeah, she's also a proud cast member of the all-woman, all-Asian-American musical comedy group called Asian Pop. That's A-Z-N-P-O-P. And she's a comedic storyteller, as you'll hear in her story, How to Leave Your Immigrant Parents. Growing up with immigrant parents is hard. But growing up with my immigrant parents is really hard. I quickly determined in order to stay sane during my teenage years, I needed a radical approach with my parents. I needed to lie to them. For instance, if I wanted to hang out with someone, I would lie and say, I'm studying with my friend. Or better yet, 
I'm teaching my friend how to study. When I got bad grades, and I did get bad grades, I'd lie and say, "Oh, the report card machine printer broke." But my teacher told me to tell you and Dad that I got three A's and one A minus. And when it came to picking my major at Ithaca College, to their faces, I wholeheartedly agree with my parents that I would get a teaching degree. But as soon as I got to college, I switched to a film degree without telling them. Little lies like that. Being at college was a real eye opener. I got to hang out with my friends for as long as I wanted. I kissed a boy for the first time, and did other things for the first time. But I couldn't shake that uncomfortable feeling, knowing that after four glorious years of freedom, I would have to return home to my parents and their rules. As graduation day approached, I realized I discovered a lot about myself being on my own and how I wanted to live my life. And I suddenly knew exactly what I needed to do with my parents: continue to lie. So I told them I got a full-time teaching slash communication job in LA, and it pays fifty thousand dollars. Not a complete lie, except for the part about teaching and the full-time job. And the money. I actually got a job as a production assistant for the reboot of American Gladiators. It was only for a week, and it did pay a hundred dollars a day, not including taxes. So, with their parental blessing, I moved to Los Angeles, California. I wound up living there for three years, and a few things happened. I was not making any money. Surprising, I know. My dad had a few health scares, and I fell in love with a boy who lived in New York City, my hometown. We met in college, and we reconnected whenever I visited home. Whenever I told my parents my fake school was closed for spring break, so I decided to move back in with my parents. Then my boyfriend says, "We're in love. Why don't we move in together?" Does he not know that my immigrant parents are going to flip? No, because his parents are not immigrants. Oh boy, I did not know what to do. I was full of anxiety, but that didn't stop me from looking in apartments behind my parents' back. My parents were so thankful that I came back home, and now I'm going to break their hearts again. I racked my brain to think of a plausible lie, like. Maybe I got into grad school for teaching, and I was going to have to live in a free dorm. I didn't know what to do, and before I knew it, I signed a lease with my boyfriend. That following Sunday, I was at dim sum and flushing with my parents, and I was very quiet. My dad knew something was up. Are you okay? He asked. You haven't touched your churn fund. I looked at my parents, and I remembered how my dad teared up a little when I left for college. How my mom's hand trembled when I told her I was leaving to live in LA indefinitely. I didn't want to hurt them again, but at that moment, after all these years of untruths, I had no way out. I knew I couldn't tell one more lie, no matter how much it hurt us all. So I blurted out, "I'm moving to hipster Brooklyn, and I don't have any money or a job. And oh, my boyfriend is white." My parents just stared at me. And then they said, "That's okay. We love you no matter what." Just kidding. Asian parents will never say that. I love you no matter what. <laughs> 
here's what really happened. My parents immediately started scolding. You just got here. You have no money. What boy? You haven't even kissed anyone yet. All I was able to stammer out was, I need space. When we got home that night, my dad started moving all the furniture around in my room. He's like, you need space? Here's space. Here's space. Not what I mean, but okay, dad. After days of yelling and tears, they let me go again. Yes, my parents are strict. They're immigrants. But they also love me. And I must say, it feels so good not to lie about anything anymore. Until my dad was like, you are sleeping in separate rooms, right? No more lies. No more lies. Nope, not going to do it. Unless, Unless you need to lie. Then do it, if by all means. If it's necessary, then you must lie. Oh, every family's got one listener. Do you have your own family story to tell? Because we, we would love to hear that's it. That's right, we, we would. And we'd mm-hmm. like to thank uh, our storytellers today, Emerson Dameron. You can follow him on Twitter at Emerson Dameron. Mm-hmm. And Medium. Medium.com. Medium.com. Yeah. I never heard of Medium.com. Yeah, it's a writer's. Oh, that's cool. I'm so out of touch. Website. And if you're in Los Angeles, you can find him on the 110 freeway. (laughs) Sitting in traffic. (laughs) Probably. All right. And a huge thank you to Angel. And you can watch Angel's short documentary, The Hurtful Truth I Never Told My Parents, on bbc.com. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. And you can follow Angel on Instagram at Yao Angel. And Yao is spelled Y-A-U. Oh, and now for the credits. Yay! Every kick in the music, Every Family's Got One is produced by us. Barbara Harrell and Tony Benuto. Special thanks to Alex Clark for our theme music. To our talented audio engineer, Paul Weiss. Wordsworth and Booth. Mike Stafford for legal and production assistance. And the lovely and talented Dawn Nagel. Oh, Dawn Nagel. Catering by Hickory Farms, which is not an official sponsor yet. But we sure do love them. You can subscribe to Every Family's Got One wherever you listen to podcasts and follow Every Family's Got One on Facebook and Instagram. Or on our website at everyfamiliesgotone.com. See See you soon. soon.